0: Welcome to the Rent to Retirement podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy carefree retirement. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, renter Retires, It's Adam Schrader here with another episode, and today I'm joined by Damian Lupo. He is the founder and CEO of EQRP. He is the host of the Financial Underdogs podcast and author of the QRP book, "How to Get Checkbook Control of Your 401k Rollover Money Now." Damian, welcome to the show. Adam, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of who you are, what your company does, but also how on earth you got into this business i'm
0: probably the only one that you're ever going to interview that's actually had to dodge polar bears because i used to work in in the arctic circle and one of my first jobs in like big boy jobs because i I was always an entrepreneur from the age of 11 starting businesses and and things but i got a job with the oil companies and i had to dodge polar bears when i took the trash out because if you don't notice them they will eat you so it was kind of a kind of a weird thing but sort of a funny thing and uh that was a reason to
1: keep your eyes open
0: it, you know, and that's it's a, it's a, an analogy uh, for, for life, um, you know, the that if you don't keep your eyes open, if you're looking down or you're looking at a screen, you're probably going to miss the thing that's right in front of you. And some of those things actually might eat you. So uh, that, that was one of those things I did. I went to college, got thrown out because I started a business there. And they said, we don't like you putting the bookstore out of business. And I said, yeah, but I'm paying for college. So what am I supposed to do? And they said, well, you just shut it down or leave. And I said, well, give me a week. So I paid for college real quick, did the thing they went out of business and amazon eventually took them out completely and and then i started doing real estate stuff did that for about 10 years went from zero to hero had a 20 million dollar portfolio and then it went to negative five in 12 months so that was a crazy experience to lose 25 million dollars in a year and be homeless living out of my truck and and then from there i really had this journey uh, that included what, what we're doing now with the eqrp and it was Asking questions that were a little different, most people are chasing money because they think money is the answer. And when you realize that if you're if you're chasing impact and, and your potential, the money ends up being a side effect if you're actually delivering. And so I started looking at things and, and asking questions like, why are people so afraid of being 55 years old with a couple of million dollars in the bank, which we see all the time? And it's because we, we haven't developed the skill set around investing. We don't know what to do with our 401ks or whatever we think we can do is wrong. So I, I went deep into that space and wrote a book, the QRP book, to educate people and empower people with this transformation from victim to victor, where you can actually control your retirement money and control your future versus just smoking a bunch of hopium. Maybe you'll have money and, a, and, a, and freedom uh, when, you're, when you're 60 years old. And then the EQRP ended up being something where I saw a market gap where there really was not, there wasn't a, an option or a solution. There were pretend solutions that were out there. And so this this whole idea has been developed into a fairly large company that, that services thousands of people now, uh, helping them give, giving them real control, whether it's individuals or companies with hundreds of employees where everybody has control and they can invest outside of Wall Street, you know, all the cool stuff like real estate. And then that's what we do.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but can you tell people who are listening, what is what does QRP mean and what does EQRP mean?
0: So EQRP is an Enhanced Qualified
1: Retirement Plan.
0: Uh- QRP oftentimes is, is used as a, an acronym for Qualified Retirement Plan, which co- encompasses really, if you're just talking about qualified plans, you're talking about 401Ks, 403Bs, all and what those are, those are tax shelters. So somebody said to me recently, okay, explain this to me like I'm seven years old. And I think, I mean, if USA Today is explaining things like people are in fifth grade, we should probably be doing the same thing because like who would even know about a QRP retirement accounts unless you're a tax nerd like me and you read the tax code <laughs> at 3 a.m. So- what uh, what it is? It's a tax shelter. Uh, these the, the retirement accounts. We we created the EQRP, and specifically the broad-based QRP uh, term is is our it's our intellectual property. A lot of people use qualified retirement plans to describe things in general, but typically most people are talking about something specific like a four hundred one k, and the EQRP is the ultimate, and it's it's a unique thing. Um, people don't realize the EQRP is is actually the ultimate in liability protection, actual control. And it's a unique product. It's not its not a solo 401k. It's not a typical 401k. It's, it's very different and unique because it actually does give people control, whether they're by themselves or they have employees. And, and it actually has protections for liability, whereas say individual solo 401ks and IRAs have very limited uh, protections. So you can actually get sued and lose your retirement account if it's above a certain level. And people don't realize that.
1: So why is, why does it have more asset protection than you know just a self-directed IRA or you know a solo 401k? I mean what gives it the asset protection? Well th- th- this part of what we built, so why is because it was missing and
0: how is, is the way that we designed it and what I mean by that is we built something that was different. It has a different structure. So when you look at a car, you can call a Ford and a, and a Ferrari the same. you can say those are both cars. What makes it different is the engine. The engine's different. The design is different. The the computer systems are different, and that's the guts that make up the the actual retirement account. Are like a, a 401k is basically a retirement savings trust, and so it has a trust, and and there's all these different documents. We design the documents and all the pieces of it differently than a, a solo 401k that you might get from uh, some somebody that's photocopying documents or a Schwab or or whatever. We actually gone in and and really have have, have built the Ferrari inside this system with different docs and you know the hundreds of pages of legal docs that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of attorneys to to build that type of thing that's approved by the IRS so it's it's basically the guts are different and and with IRAs those are just a different different type of animal IRAs are kind of people's default where they do retirement accounts in them and they think that that's great well it's it's better than nothing but you know so are your last five ex-girlfriends better than nothing it doesn't mean that they're great it just means that you know sometimes they fill a void uh, and that's probably a really weird way to look at this but the <laughs> the iras people just go to them because they've been heavily marketed by the ira industry in general iras are an inferior product compared to the 401k because you have more options to have actual control and you can do things with leverage like in real estate one of the best parts is you can get leverage you can get debt and using IRAs and using debt, like if you bought, say, an apartment or a house with a loan using an IRA, in all likelihood, you're probably going to pay 30 plus percent in taxes, even though it's a tax shelter because of UBIT tax. And that's exempt with an EQRP because it's a different part of the tax code. So they're they're very different. And a lot of times people just sort of blend them all together because they just don't know. Again, they're not reading tax code at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that's, I, I mean, I get it. It's, it's like, I don't know anything about brain surgery. Um, and I'm not even going to try to learn it. I'm just going to go to the experts. Yeah.
1: only the people with uh, insomnia are reading tax codes 3 a.m. I think so. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> so, whenever you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and we I was saying you know 401ks. It's it's very interesting that companies can just tell you you've got five options on how to invest. And you mentioned that if someone has a 401k and working with uh, you know their company that they can talk to their employer and try to change them. So how does that conversation tend to go? Like how, how would one go about trying to convince their current employer? Cause obviously they can't roll over their 401k while they're still working at their job, but maybe they don't want to leave their job and then have one to roll over. So what is, what's the play there if you're an employee? Well,
0: if you're an employee, you've got a couple of options. One, any type, any any retirement accounts you have outside of your current employer, you can do a lot of things. You can roll those over and have actual control with an EQRP. If you've got your money with an employer or you just want to try to get control of that, the conversation goes like this: you go, boss, I have an idea that would save you a ton of money and give you control of your 401k money, and you can actually invest in things outside of Wall Street. Does that sound good or interesting? And then they say, wait a second, because usually 401ks the owners, the employers tend to have a lot of money. And, and so there's, and and they feel very stuck. So that's, that's usually the best conversation to start with is saying, Hey, would you like to have control of your money and be able to not, you know, basically be able to do things like real estate, crypto, gold, stuff like that. That's outside of the stocks and bonds. And when that happens, when the employer does that with a safe, safe Harbor EQRP, it gives all the employees and the owner the ability to invest however they want. And that's, I mean, it's, it's, Really, you're you're starting with self-interest. When you can ask somebody a question that's in their self-interest, usually they, they lead themselves to the solution that would that benefits everybody.
1: Yeah. So let's say you know you've left your job now. Let's go to a different item, and you want to roll over your 401k, not into your new 401k, but into a new brokerage account. Tell us the kind of step by step of what you need to do to make sure that you're transferring it to the right right kind of account. When you leave an employer, you have the ability
0: to roll your account into really anything. It could be an IRA, it could be the new 401k, it could be an EQRP. The reason that it's in your best interest to roll it over into an EQRP is because at that point you'd actually have control and the steps are you you set up an EQRP w- with us. We we, said that we we're the only ones in the country that set them up because we created it we set it up and then we walk through walk you through the process of rolling the funds and or the assets over into the EQRP at which which time you have all control and you get to choose what they what, what you invest
1: in going forward yeah so talking about you know obviously we operate in the the real estate business for the most part you know we have single family we have multifamily, all of that so how does one go about making sure that they're investing and not messing up any of the laws that are required like terms of separation from the deal arms like transactions all of that what are the things that you need to know in order to avoid messing up and basically losing you know losing privileges in the account or getting taxed when you shouldn't have um, and those kind of things how do how do you go about solving that issue You have the right team. I mean, it's a great question. The reality
0: is most people are... Here's the biggest mistake I see people making, just to kind of jump ahead and, and to answer this question a little bit differently. Most people that we see out there are being really cheap. And so they end up getting the cheapest thing they can find and they have no support. They go, oh, look, I can get a free solo 401k or a free IRA, and then they go out and invest and they make mistakes because unless you're going to become an expert and i mean i've i've spent the last 12 years in the middle of one thing this space i've written 10 versions of the qrp book so you know my team and i are experts in the space there's no way anybody is going to be an expert in this space even if you spend the next 10 years because you don't do it every day and so the best thing you can do to stay in compliance is to have a team where you can call the team and you have you have support and you can say here's what i'm doing and the team says well here here's a way to structure it here's how to stay out of harm's way Because there's all sorts of tripwires. Whether you're investing with your your spouse versus your kids versus your your brothers and sisters, some of those are allowed, some of them are not. Whether you get a a benefit, whether you're a real estate agent, you're getting a commission off your deals. How to make money off of your deals using your retirement money? There's ways to do it legally, and there's ways to not. It's not illegal. You're just going to get it's disqualified. So if you structure it wrong, you blow up your account. I mean, one of the things that we've seen people doing recently is they're they've got banks that are incentivizing them offering to give them bonuses for keeping accounts their retirement accounts at the bank and that's a disqualified situation it's a disqualified transaction because they're getting personal benefit they're getting income that they're not allowed to get like you can't personally benefit from your retirement account while you're in the middle of investing it so people do this kind of crazy stuff and they quite frankly everybody has self-interest and our job as a company is to keep people in compliance and we do that by being available, so that they can run their scenarios by us, and we can tell them, "Hey, this is this is how you make that work." So you're not in the gray.
1: Yeah, heaven forbid you actually uh, make money on your money now instead of 30 years from now. So, <laughs> it's a exactly. interesting world there. So, what what kind of investing? Like, how is investing with your you know EQRP or your 401k? You know anything like that? Are there different qualifications for what you need like you know because you can evaluate a let's just go with real estate you can evaluate a real estate deal and know you know my conventional financing is going to fund this deal because of you know these numbers does it get different whenever you start investing with your retirement accounts
0: well, it, um, sometimes um, if you're, let's say you were going to go buy a, a house and it was just going to be you, the, the financing would have to be non-recourse. It, it can only be asset-based. So if the if the deal goes bad, like this is where hard money comes into play. Hard money typically is is just looking at a, an actual piece of an, an asset and they don't require you to guarantee it. So that's, that's one thing that makes it different. Now, if you're doing something with a syndication, meaning you're joining with other people, buying something, there can be recourse. It just can't be you signing on it. And and there's there's things that you can and can't do. Meaning, for example, you can't be the operator of the deal as the general partner and use your retirement account because it's your self dealing. So there's all sorts of different. Look, this is it, it's like the world of nuance, and <laughs> and there's it's it's actually not overly complicated. But I've seen people that come in and they get way too creative, and they're trying to make up their own rules, and they go. I've actually seen some of the attorneys out there. I'm not going to name them, but there are some attorneys in this space that are setting up retirement accounts that are telling their clients, don't worry about it. The IRS will never know. And (laughs) I I look at that and I go, that's the dumbest. You should fire that person and report them to the bar because they're giving you advice that is absolutely wrong. Like you don't, you don't go into something and say, well, my strategy is they're never going to find out.
1: My strategy is crossing my fingers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck. I mean it's it that and we would never work with somebody that was going to do that. We're we're very by the book and there's a lot of ways to do things. We have very very smart attorneys and accountants that are part of the team and they help people structure stuff the way that they want to do their deals so that they don't have to go to sleep at night wondering if they're going to have the IRS come in and swoop out and take out their plan. Checkbookira.com as an example basically was selling IRAs that would give people checkbook control of the IRA. And they were doing it so that people had the ability to circumvent the, the the custodian. They ended up in tax court, and the people lost because they were screwing the IRS, and they were they were not they, they weren't following the the rule or the essence or the spirit of the law. And so this was back in November of 2021, and it, this is the McNulty case. And the McNulty case, the judge said, "You are literally violating the rules. We're going to disqualify your entire IRA." It was like a quarter million dollar tax and penalty. And this is what, and then what's crazy, Adam, is that people at this company are still advertising that particular product, even though the court ruled against and said, you can't do it. So people think, oh, it's on the internet. It must be true. And the reality is you have to, you have to go a little deeper and say, okay, what like the QRP book I wrote is based on tax code and, and, and human language, meaning you can actually read it. And you know that it's not just my opinion. It's literally the tax code and, and it's cited in the book. That's what you want you, you want to have people that are referencing actual facts and rules and laws and case studies.
1: So you mentioned that it was thrown out because of the, the checkbook part of the IRA. your book that you wrote is called "How to Get Checkbook Control of your 401k rollover." So what, what is the definition of checkbook that doesn't get you you know thrown out doesn't get your account thrown out? Well, the, re- the reality
0: is, we're talking about two different things. The IRAs
1: are, are governed
0: under a different part of the tax code. You cannot have checkbook control of those. With four hundred and one k's, because you get to be the trustee, you're in charge. You can actually have control. It's written right in, into the code that the four hundred and one k administrator, which is also you, gets to choose the trustee, which you can make you. There's there's no restrictions on that at all. It's very clear. It's black and white, and that's been the way it is. And there's there's lots of course, uh, a lot of court um, cases that that. Uh, reinforce that and, and validate that. The IRAs were never set up to where you could have checkbook control. They were always meant to have a custodian. And and so that's the difference. We're, we're talking about Section 408, which is IRAs, and we're talking about Section 401, which is 401ks. And we're, we're talking the EQRP is a type of 401k, so you can actually have control and direct access to to the funds to invest as the trustee because you're taking on a role of, of a manager that is required by the tax code. With an IRA, there's no requirement except a custodian. And if you ignore that, or you pretend that your custodian has control, but you're still running a checkbook, the courts are going to come after you just like they did McNulty.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what kind of, you know, when it comes to having control and doing these things, what are, I'm assuming you've run numbers on this comparing one to the other, what kind of benefits are people able to actually get whenever they take control, start investing in like a real estate deal or something like that, kind of have you seen that the results, you know, the returns tend to get better? Because when you talk about, like, for example, stocks, they almost always say you can't beat the market, just index because, you know, your fund managers, you know, have to not, you know half the time they lose, half the time they win or something like that. So kind of what have you seen with people there?
0: What, what I've seen is that when people take responsibility for their own money and their retirement, they destroy the markets because the markets, it's it's like a collective averaging down of, and it's like taking the IQ of everybody and dumbing it down so that Wall Street can harvest everybody. It's like being in the matrix. You unplug from, from the matrix and you become Neo, and that's a huge matrix reference for anybody. But the uh, when when we're talking about beating the markets, it is really, really simple to beat the stock market. All you have to do is say, I'm going to actively engage and it doesn't take much. I mean you think about investing in a in a rental house and going out and doing that or investing in a syndication with people that have experience it's it's not like incremental like it's not 10 or 20% better it's like 5 to 10 times better. I mean I've seen this for years and years and years how people go and and they just, there. there's no way that people that once they've controlled their retirement money with an EQRP are ever going to go back and hand their money to a financial advisor because they're going to think, okay, do I want to lose 90% of my returns? Then I should go back and hand it over. But it's, it's so different night and day that people are like, why would I ever go back? And the answer
1: is they wouldn't. Yeah. So we've talked to some other people about kind of self-directed items and kind of doing 1031 exchanges inside of them and all mm-hmm. of that. But one thing I haven't thought to ask is whenever it comes to actually utilizing the equity in your property, a lot of times, you know, you can do a cash out refinance on the property and then deploy that money. If what are the rules in regards to that? Cause when you're keeping the asset, but pulling money out, obviously you can't pocket it, but are there any things you need to worry about when it comes to that kind of situation, both with IRA and with 401k? Well, for for one, you're not going to be able to go do a cash out
0: refinance on an IRA if it's like if you are trying to do it because you just, you can't guarantee the debt. If you were going to go and and do and the other thing is you wouldn't want to because of ubit tax. Uh, you're never going to be able to pull money out of a retirement account if you're under sixty years old just to spend it unless you want. to Oh no, I'm talking debt. about
1: for for reinvesting,
0: right? You can you can do that all day long, and it's you can have you can take additional debt, so you could literally have ninety nine percent debt on a property. Yeah, I mean, you could technically you could have all debt um, on a property, pulling the money out to reinvest and compound it. People do that all the time.
1: Yeah, okay. I was gonna say it seems like it would be good luck finding a non-recourse lender at 100% financed, uh, based on what I've seen from lenders. But well, here's here's an interesting thing. When you think about going and and creating
0: value in a property, it might it might take you a year to create the value or do some value add. And then you pull all the equity out at that point. You literally have 100% financing going on. So it's maybe not up front, although there are plenty of lenders that are out there that if you if you find a property that's epic, like you you find a property you can buy for 30 cents on the dollar, you can get the thing 100% financed. It's you're just not going to have that happen if you have 70% debt like on a deal. It's just nobody's going to want to do non recourse, and and it's so you've got to have a pretty big value add or find a deal that's epically underpriced.
1: Yeah, and so with these, you know, I know with IRAs, you pretty much have to have a property manager. Sounds like with 401ks, if you wanted to self-manage the property, you could.
0: Yeah, as the trustee, you can you can asset manage. It's the the question is when do you cross the line between property management and asset management? And if you're out there and you're you're running to meet tenants and you're painting walls and you're doing all this stuff, you look more like an active business, and that's prohibited. So if you're an act, if you're an asset manager you think about if you if you have a portfolio of stocks you're not blind and you're not totally passive you're actually choosing which stocks you're you're maybe trading in and out or you're you're, you're choosing them you can do the same thing with with real estate but there's it's just a, it's one of these spaces where as soon as it becomes an active trade you're crossing the line into disqualified so same same general rules across all of the retirement accounts you've got to make sure that you're not becoming an active member of basically giving sweat equity. If once sweat equity turns on, your retirement account's in danger.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. So, is there kind of a general rule of thumb that you'll have in regards to what size account you should have if you want to do an EQRP or is it just if you even have, you know, $5,000 you you should still do it or do you have any kind of recommendations on what size the account should be before you even want to get involved in these? It, it depends more like what what size you want it to get to. If you're talking about somebody that says, "I just want to
0: do stocks and I don't really care," maybe it'll be a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand when I retire. You don't need it. You're better off just getting a free account at Schwab. But you know, when I started real estate back in 1999 with my first rental house, I took six thousand dollars off of a credit card and turned it into twenty million, and that took five years. So when somebody so I, we do have people that will say, "Well, I only have fifty thousand dollars," and I go, "You have ten times more than I did when I started." And I created twenty million. So, how much are you trying to create? And it and the reason that that's possible, and the reason it doesn't matter as much how much you have, is because you can use leverage. Because you could do things. You could have options. You could take out debt on these on the properties. So, there's a lot of ways to take a little and turn it into a crazy amount. Peter Thiel took his his little two thousand dollar IRA <laughs> back in nineteen ninety nine and turned it into five billion uh, as of twenty twenty one. So, it, it doesn't a matter bit how much help. you start. Uh, yeah, no doubt, and he's brilliant. And you know, there's w- there's a lot of ways to to do things. But if you think you're going to park it in the stock market, then then you really do need to think about how much you have to start with because that's really all that matters. You have to start with a lot to have a little bit more with an EQRP because of leverage and your ability to do alternative investments. There's no there's no there's no limit to how much you can create, and it doesn't really matter how much you have to start with.
1: Yeah, all right. Fantastic. Is there anything else you think people need to know about uh, these kind of accounts or what to let's say they don't want to do an EQRP but they're just looking to get some form of checkbook control like you talked about. And what are some things that people need to be looking at if they're vetting multiple companies like they're coming to you, they're going to you know, X, Y, and Z company, what, what is the vetting process like? Well, the vetting process is how deep is a
0: team and what do you actually have control of and what are your options going forward? So if you want to have half the options and half the speed and half the control, then there's a lot of different options out there. If you want full control, full speed, full support, there's only one option. And, and I say that with full confidence because the market's full of people that say, I do the same thing as everybody else. And that's called a commodity. And basically it's a lot of people saying that they can do things, and, and the reality is you, you get what you pay for. So I always encourage people to not be cheap. When you look at, even if you end up somehow miraculously making a bunch of money, but you're cheap, you're still going to be cheap. You're going to be a tr- cheap rich guy or gal and, and nobody likes that anyway. So if you, what you have to realize is the people that create wealth do it with teams. They don't do it by themselves. There's nobody that's done everything by themselves you you always have teams and you want the best team. You don't want to go to H&R Block and have somebody do your taxes for 50 bucks. You want to have the best out there like ProVision in Arizona. You want to have, like, you don't need a big four firm, most likely for your your yourself or your business. But you do want to have, you, you want to have great people that understand what they're doing, that are experts. And you build a team around you, like, like Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad. He said, I'm kind of the dumbest guy out here. I have great people around me. and and that's a lesson for all of us if you're the smartest guy or gal in the room you have a huge problem
1: yeah you're in the wrong room
0: yeah exactly so is
1: is there anything else people need to know before we wrap it up here
0: i think the best thing to do is uh, just realize that there's so much that you do need to know and um, i would love to give people a copy of the book and and give them a chance to to grab it um, at the website which is eqrp.co and you can can get a copy of it it also when you go to eqrp.co you'll get a a, um, a summation of the book. It's a report. It's about a twenty-page report that sums up what we've been talking about. And this is really an education and transformation process where you get what you need, and then you realize, okay, part of what I need is a community and a team, and and that's that's what it's all about. The, the, the number one value for EQRP is is the community, and and that's why people love being a part of it, and they're there for years and. And so I, I think you have to choose. Do you want a commodity or do you want to be a part of something special? And, and when you're part of a tribe, all of a sudden you, you sort of laugh at the idea of something that's that's cheap that's out there. You're like, why would I ever do that? So I think people have to decide who they are. Do you want to be a member of a tribe? Do you want to expand into abundance? Do you want to transform? Or do you want to just find the cheapest thing that's out there? And that's probably, you know, dollar store is probably where you should go find your retirement account. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, Damien, thank you so much for joining us today. Once again, Damien is the founder and CEO of EQRP, host of the Financial Underdogs podcast and author of the book, The QRP Book, How to Get Checkbook Control of Your 401k Rollover Money Now. He mentioned the website, but again, it's eqrp.co. Don't put the M in there. It's just .co, eqrp.co. You can check us out at renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. If you have any questions for us, or if you want us to pass something along to Damien, you can send it to podcasts at rentretirement.com. That's podcasts at rent to retirement.com. We'd greatly appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you utilize, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.